Equipping for Life podcast by Pastor Tony Paolo. Listen as Pastor Tony provides tactical tools to overcome obstacles in your everyday life. What if time isn't on your side? Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, reading out of the NIV. And I was thinking about the book of Galatians. I've never preached, we preached through the uh, the four, the prison epistles, right? We preached through the uh, Paul's prison epistles, but never preached through the book of Galatians. So Pastor Mike, it's on my calendar. We're going to hit that hard next year. I'm excited, especially in this particular verse, which we're, we're, it, we're essentially moving past through, through it so quickly that when you look at the entire chapter, I'm like, man, we got to look at this expository in an expository manner. So let's look at verse 4 of chapter 4, Galatians. This is what the word of the Lord says. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Today, we are going to talk about what it means to wait. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to wait for a promise, wait for a process, wait for a miracle, waiting for some kind of breakthrough, and what it means to be waiting, being filled with possibility, and feel like you're stuck, or feel like you're on standby, or feel like you're in neutral, or feel like you're on a dead end or a dry dock. This passage, man, is so filled with possibilities about God's process. So the whole thing about this a verse, particular verse written by Paul, is there was thousands of years of waiting for the Messiah. Thousands of years of prophecies being released. Thousands of years and hundreds of men and women involved in the process. And at just the right moment, the way this is drafted in the, the Greek... At just the right, precise, sharp-edged moment, God the Father sends forth His Son. So, let me just say it this way. This may sound mean, but God is not phased by how many years you've been waiting for a breakthrough. Let me just kind of throw that out. I I was going to say God doesn't care, but that sounds kind of mean, right? So, I'll just say God is not... God doesn't care that you've been waiting. <laughs> Pastor, you don't understand, I've been waiting 10 years. I'm like, wow, that's a long time. But with God, God is not phased saying, wow, they've been waiting how many years to be missionaries to Peru? We got to make this happen. So this whole process of time, God is in phase. In fact, I don't know, what's the time difference in Peru? Uh, 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 same time. Same time. When you go to another country, we went to India, it's seven, eight hours. You're in a different time zone. And because you're in a different time zone, when you come back, your body is here, but your brain is still over there. We call that jet lag. And so when we think about God, God is in a different time zone. And if you're not walking in his ways, you will experience jet lag. Who am I to give my opinion as far as the right time? God, I feel like I'm ready now. No, you're not. So we think about time and seasons, which is supposed to kind of give us an indication of of where to be at what point in time. So time and season help us, helps us, but it also we're enslaved by it. It it kind of dictates to us. It helps us determine what's next, what's in store, what we're going to do next. How do we prepare? How do we plan? And, but how God works is his reach 
goes further than our clocks. His reach goes further than our calendars. His reach goes further than our own time zone. That's because God is not ruled by time. The Bible says a day is like a thousand years. So if one day is like a thousand years, how long is 10 years? And I say 10 years because somebody says, I've been waiting 10 years for the promise to come true. And we're going to talk to you how to back away from the unfolding of what you think should happen and talk about the unseen, enjoying the unfolding of a relationship here. This is so critical that we get this, that God works this way. And, and eternity has its own process that I could never pretend to grasp or understand. And yet I live, like my, I live my life like I'm an expert. But yet my decisions are based on amateur knowledge. And in God's calculation, he determined the fullness of time. Galatians 4.4, the fullness of time. Let's really look at that phrase, the fullness of time. I liked how one commentator says he writes when time became pregnant god sent forth his son so if you're if you're charlene chuck chuck it's good to have you i don't know where you were first service but your wife was here and we said some stuff about you you just have to you know just so if you're pregnant the question you're going to get a lot is is um, yeah, how, for, no, for, how are you feeling? Yeah. Right? Everybody says, how are you feeling? Okay. Everybody asks, when are you due? And then we ask, um, do you know if it's a boy or a girl yet? Oh, come on! Who's holding the camera? Bad timing. It's... Oh, somebody slipped. Yeah, don't say. If you want to be kept a secret, don't tell me because I, I don't. The fullness of time prophesy. So we talk about the fullness of time. It's a condition that has to come to fruition. Condition that has to come to, the condition of being filled to capacity, the completion of a term. So when we ask you, when are you due? And you say, that's Two things. When we talk about time, we talk about chronological time, which is this, chronos, and we talk about kairos time, which is a season of readiness. Two things. Chronological is this. Kairos is when something comes to full fruition and the seed is ready to develop. Okay? Now, when we ask her when is she due and she gives us the time of when, when she's due, that's chronos because she's due at a certain chronological date month and day but there's also a kairos that sometimes kairos gets goes against chronos how many know what i'm talking about because you could say december you can clap go ahead it's okay (laughs) you could say the kairos is we don't know but the chronos is according to calculations this day and then this month okay but when it comes to god working through things in his time when we, look at this, when we look at this passage in the book of Galatians, when we look at the history of what was happening here, the entire Roman world was ready. And people came to the end of themselves. And the reason why I say this is because old traditions were dying, old religions were dying, old philosophies were dying, old, old ways of how people processed were dying off. 
old superstitions. The thought of the process of man was what brought slavery to mankind. So what has to happen first is that the reign of man first has to end before the reign of God comes along. So we have to come to the end of our own ways. Stop pretending like you're a professional and maybe God will show up. In my weakness, he is made strong. So God works best when I've come to the end of myself. All of it has to die off. You, your need to be in control, you're pre- pretending to be a professional at a living, it's just not working out. So at this point in time, the way of man just died off. People were just so frustrated because they realized the way we think is not going to produce the results of the way God thinks. And this is what the fullness of time, chronological, what time is it? 12.05. Cairo is when when the seed is fully developed. Everything that you're waiting for, your miracle, your breakthrough, in and of itself is a seed that has not yet been developed yet. And then God says, just at the right time, it will happen. Our purpose is always being fulfilled within the season. I want you to capture this. If you're in a season, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. But if you can discern the way of God, you'll understand his purpose. I want you to get this. It's about fulfilling a purpose, an eternal purpose. And, And Solomon, King Solomon, one of the most powerful men in the world at his time, a rich king, came to the conclusion in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. And he says this. We know the scripture. God makes everything beautiful in his God, Solomon says, I have seen the burden God has laid on men. We're going to ask. Now, when I read that, I go, what is the burden? I'm glad you asked. God makes everything beautiful in his time. This is the burden. He has set eternity in the hearts of men. Get this now. God has taken a concept, an eternal concept, and put it into a finite being. That's the burden. That we are finite and and we use 6% of our brains and God has taken an infinite concept and jam-packing it in us. That's a burden. And, and, And Solomon says, yet I cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. What is the burden? The burden is to try to control those things we cannot control. You know what's a burden? You know what? I find myself, Jeff, I find myself most burdened when I'm lacking trust. Can I say that again? Thanks for giving me permission. When I'm, when I, when I'm anxious, when I'm burdened, it's because I have to reset my way, my understanding to the ways of the Lord. We're designed to live a burden-free life. Oh, that just messed some of you up. Well, you don't understand. I don't have to. I'm just telling you. The Bible says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. And the only thing that burdens me is a burden for souls. That's, Paul, Solomon said, the burden that is laid on me, I have all this influence and power as king, and I cannot change circumstances, seasons, or make time go faster. Pastor Mike, what time is it? Went from 12.05. It's a different chronological time. But it's still the same Kairos. We're here for a reason, for a purpose, for the next several moments. 
Kronos has changed. Kairos remains the same. So you're waiting for God. Take your, you might as well just take your watch off. If it's a good one, just put it here. God's in a different time zone. That's why you feel lightheaded. You just want to catch up on sleep. Because you're trying to accomplish things your way and not the Spirit of the Lord. And this is what Solomon was saying. This is the burden. So this burden now does create a sense of frustration if I'm not trusting. But this burden also creates a sense of intrigue. Hmm. God knows everything about me and I know very little about him. Let's go. But no, let's go. Even God knows everything about you and he still loves you. Hello. Let me say it again. God knows everything about you and he still loves you. Don't you want to say, oh, snap? Oh, snap. Wait, what? Because I don't. Because you know when you get to know somebody and the more you get to know them, you're like, ooh. God knows and this is what David was overwhelmed. He says, this knowledge is too wonderful for me to attain. You know everything about me, and yet you still love me. This not, I just cannot understand it. And it, it's, it's going to create frustration if I lack trust. But if I trust in the Lord, then it's going to create a sense of intrigue and passion to know more about God. That could it be that God put eternity in my heart to draw him closer. The only way to bring him glory is to trust him. So, maybe the breakthrough is getting closer to him. You know Tucker, right? My neighbor's dog. So, I feed. I'm on camera. I hope that I'm watching. But I feed, I feed my neighbor's dog. I'm very good to him. And we have our grill. And I'm, every once in a while, if there's a burger that sits there too long, Tucker's waiting at the fence. And I'll just, I'm really good at this. Without the, the neighbor doesn't see. Yeah. No, not like that, like this. I'm like, yo, burgers fly. Hot dogs, not as much, but if you get it. Sausages, he, he don't like, he don't like onions, but he did. And so the, he doesn't, he doesn't know. And every time the neighbor's not looking, I'll be like. Phew. So one day, Tucker comes out. Every time he comes out, he's barking at me, he wants my attention. And the neighbor comes out and says, leave Tony alone so I meet Tucker at the fence and then Tucker I, comes up to me he's calling it Tucker calls my name I prompt him and Tucker comes up to me and he looks at my hands I don't have anything for him because the neighbor is out and Tucker sees that I have nothing in my hands he turns around and goes back inside the house see I think we're looking to God's hands too much See, the context of this is not, it's to really to fill your heart. Maybe you're asking for a breakthrough. You know what God sees as, God, what God sees as a breakthrough is very different than what you see as a breakthrough. I should have titled this sermon, Don't Be Tucker. <laughs> and so I could wait for the unfolding of an event, my breakthrough. I'm waiting for the promise to happen. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for God to deliver. I'm waiting for an answer. We could see and wait for the unfolding of the event or I could enjoy the unfolding of a relationship. So maybe what God sees as breakthrough is spending time with you and you're looking to his hands and when you don't see anything you just turn around and go back. 
So maybe I could wait for the unfolding of an event or I could enjoy the unfolding of a relationship. God is all powerful. I don't understand this whole timing thing. But it's causing me to pursue more of a God I don't understand. What time is it, Pastor Mike? 12.13. Different chronos time. Same kairos. So if we can just surrender our chronos and submit to kairos, that's when you begin to see things happen. How do you do that? Stop looking towards his hands. Stop looking for the doggy tree. Thank you for that amen. Look to his face. Like Bill Johnson says, stop looking for his hand. Look to his face. You get his face, you get what's in his hand. You, get his, you go reach for his hand. You might get what's in his hand, but still miss the point. And you miss the revelation to what's in his hand. We don't allow the things we see to dictate our lives. This is what Paul says. We wear the watch, but we live by faith. So 10 years, 20 years, he's not phased. And I am sure what you're believing for is legitimate and honorable and powerful and biblical. But God is looking for you. Relationship. And, and it's when mankind came to the end of themselves, the Bible says, that's when God slivered in with his plan at just the right precise moment. Deep within your heart, you've been programmed to live by faith. Let this burden, oh, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't have to. We always want to get people to understand, but yet you're still apart from God. Let this burden bring you closer to Jesus. And that when the time comes, it's not about some breakthrough happening that you prayed for. Matthew 6.33. Seek first. Do me a favor. Take what you're believing for, honorable and legit, and move it to the side. Because sometimes I find for myself the things that I'm believing for is what's creating a burden for me. Because I'm so driven by chronos. What time is it? Different chronos. Chronos changes every day. But the purpose remains the same. Ten years? Psh. Twenty years? You know, I've been praying for a healing for a long time. You know what I do with the healing? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. I love the fact in our home that God answers prayers that we don't even pray. I'm like, oh, stop your home. We didn't even pray for that. But we had a conversation about it. And God says, I'll take that. Check. He answers prayers while we sleep. He answers prayers behind our back. Why? Because when you're consumed with the kingdom, all these things. So do we get consumed with raising funds for the next 18? We can if we want to. Or do we say, God, you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. God, we're going to watch. So do this. Take that thing. First service, somebody said, but Pastor, it's so hard. So difficult. You know what's more difficult than obedience? Disobedience. It's harder living under the guise of disobedience than it is under. Jesus said, My burden, my yoke is easy, and my burden is. Because compared to the way you do it, his way is better. So take that thing, honorable and legitimate. Seek first the kingdom of God and watch God 
when you come to the end of your own traditions, philosophies, religions, superstitions, practices, the end of man, the end of the reign of man must, be, must come aside. And that's when God shows up. Let the end of your professional living happen today. And watch God do something. Seek first. Lord, and that's what we're going to do right now. God, we've been challenged. Angel, come on up. We've been challenged. Man, we thought we were bringing, bring our requests to present our requests to the Lord is what the Bible says. Pastor, I don't know why you turn. Now you're saying don't present. I'm like, no. I'm just saying the way you're presenting has consumed you with the burden of an unanswered prayer. And that's not God's plan and will for your life. Take a step back. Kronos time has changed, but Kairos time is here, says the Lord. And so, Lord, we push that thing aside, and we just be consumed with you. We're not going to look towards your hands. We're going to look towards your face. Because provision doesn't come from your hand. Provision comes from your face, knowing the personal relationship of Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, he's coming back one day, my friends. And I want to make sure that you have that personal acquaintance of Jesus being your Lord and Savior. I'd like everybody here to say this prayer with me, right? Dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. Take away my shame and guilt. I want to live for you. I surrender my life to you. I surrender to your purpose. I surrender to your ways. And I surrender to your kairos. In Jesus' name. Amen.